Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations, and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. Yes, we are here at Creekside, actually, on Cash Creek at beautiful Clear Lake Campground in Lake County, uh, where Peggy did an article about the geology to here. I did. We are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer looking to share big adventures with great tips, tricks, and discounts. Yeah, geology. Peggy just did a couple of articles about the geology of both Clear Lake and... Mammoth. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to learn more about rocks and plants and... <laughs> the rocks of plants. I, I'm, <laughs> I am really fascinated by the geology of biology and how geology and soil type dictates what kind of vegetation you can find in certain places. So <laughs> that's my goal in describing the geology is to, to describe how that affects the vegetation yeah and air and sun and well yeah well sure (laughs) so answer me this since by the way peggy is a uh has a master's in groundwater geology don't let that get around okay well anyway (laughs) why is it that i can't grow a lawn on the lawn but the darn lawn comes up through the cracks in the driveway. What's that all about? Apparently, lawn grows better in concrete than it does in dirt. <laughs> At least it does in our place. I'll have to do some research yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Like, you look at the side of a cliff and there's a tree there, but then you plant a tree and you water it and do all the things you're supposed to do and the darn thing dies. Go figure. Trees have a mind of their own. Yep. They just want you to leaf them alone. (laughs) Wow, he's getting started early today. Indeed. (laughs) All right. Well, we have a couple of interviews today on the podcast. But before we get to that, we always try to pick among the discounts and deals that we have. But I want to tell you just about the discounts and deals page on our website where you go there and it says discounts and deals. Oddly enough, it makes it hard to find that way, but whatever. Indeed. But we have all kinds of discounts and deals there. We work with directly with people, and all of those deals and discounts are things that we either use ourselves or we really, really like. Some of them we wish we used ourselves. Yes. <laughs> Save it up. So those are on our wish list. Yeah. So there you go. So I would just want to bring your attention to our discounts and deals page so you can get great discounts and deals. So that's what we have to say. We're going to go on to our very first interview with Jason Lippert from Lippert Industries. Welcome to the podcast, Jason Lippert. And I have to tell you, if you own an RV or are planning to buy an RV, you probably have Lippert components that make up a big part of that RV. So get this, Lippert, they've been in the RV industry since 1956. Jason is the Jason third. Jason doesn't look that old. Well, he's the third generation. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so it's a family company. And get this, in the typical day, they make 5,000 pieces of furniture, 40,000 windows, 2,000 doors, 3,100 trailer axles, 3,000 slide-out mechanisms, 700 awnings, and more. Wow. And over 11,000 people owe their daily livelihood to Lippert components. So 
quite a quite a resume yeah <laughs> all in a day's work right yeah absolutely but uh, i think you're you're doing a little more than most of us so jason one of the reasons we wanted to have him is he took his family on this epic rv adventure have you always been an rver or is this a, a relatively new thing or relatively new i mean it, it, and it was epic it was uh it was an incredible trip but I, i've i've rv'd uh, kind of point A to point B. We've dry camped a couple times, but never done a long trip where we strung a bunch of destinations together and stayed in campgrounds. So that was a new experience for the family. And you have four kids, I believe? I do. Yeah. I do. So you had four children plus your wife and obviously yourself in a class b i believe uh, with a sprinter chassis it looked like a b but it's uh it's a c i had a slide out in it and um it was it was cozy but we uh you know we we generally just used it to sleep and eat you know and get around so most of the time we were bouncing around doing activities at destinations we stopped at well, that sounds good and any real highlights from that epic journey where, where all did you go you left yeah indiana well you know like a lot of americans we after covid we kind of we canceled a couple of our summer vacations that we had lined up and my wife's asthmatic and my one of my sons is asthmatic so she didn't want to jump on a plane go to hotels eat out and do ubers you know like we would normally do so we kind of sat around and try to figure out what we were going to do for summer. Cause you know, like everybody who's penned up in their house for right. two and a half months, <laughs> we were like, Hey, we got to do something. So we're in the RV business and we're like, this is one of the few things you can do to feel like you've got some control over your environment and take a vacation. So we looked at a bunch of RVs and we picked out one that my wife thought she could drive. She wanted to drive. So that's kind of why we ended up on a little bit smaller one, smaller size for our family. We uh, did kind of a family meetings for a handful of nights at the house, figured out where we're going to go. And he ultimately, you know, drew the lines on the map to figure out kind of what our what our 12 day vacation looked like. So real quick, it was, you know, we left on the 16th of June and we drove out to uh, Nebraska camp there a night because we were going to the West coast. We stopped the second day in park city. We did, you know, some ropes courses and zip lining the next day at the Utah Olympic park there in, in Salt Lake. Saw one of our facilities in Salt Lake. We drove up to Boise to see some friends and in one of our facilities there, we then shot over to Bend, Oregon, which was beautiful. And we stayed at a house there for three days that we had wanted an auction. And then we drove back, back through Boise up to Big Sky and kind of hung out with some friends in Big Sky for a few days and then drove home. Saw a lot of national parks on the way, a lot of cool stops, a lot of cool sites. It was great. How old are your children? So my uh, oldest is 16, and that's my only daughter, and then my three sons are a 28-year-old boys and a 12-year-old. And what, did, what is their take on this? Did they have a great time? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, for the boys, it's, you know, the RV is kind of like a oversized fort. <laughs> <laughs> they all had their own spots. You know, we had Netflix and Disney Plus on board. We had Wi-Fi on board. We, we uh, brought an Xbox with us. So the kids had plenty to do while we were drive and of course lots of books and some homework and stuff like that i can tell you when i was about that age my parents dragged us all over the west coast but in those days it was in the back of a vw squareback and those are probably some of my best memories mm -hmm. so creating those yeah. memories for your for your children is is fantastic it is i've got the same memories you know i mean the, the, the trips that we took in the car when we had a motorhome growing up those are the trips you remember and that's kind of what we said is hey look let's make some memories that the kids are going to carry with them forever and this will this will certainly be one of them that sounds good and so what kind of 
things you make these components and you do all this research but there's nothing like testing it out firsthand so any lessons that you learned as you tried out i guess your own products yeah yeah i mean the motorhome we had had our you mentioned earlier i mean you can't find uh, an rv out there that doesn't have our components on because we, we do so much we're, we're blessed to be the largest supplier to the industry yeah it had our leveling on it our windows furniture it had our slide out mechanism so you know nothing surprised me about that stuff thankfully it all worked really well <laughs> but we do make a lot of components that move in and out up and down the kind of dynamic in nature there's a couple things on the rv that as i camp and set up camp and tore down camp i'd be like oh man i'd do this a little bit differently or that a little bit differently I'd having to squat down every time to get the water hook up and it'd be really nice if it was just kind of waist level and flush with the edge of the coach if you didn't have to get in there and get underneath and have to get into all sorts of tight positions so just little things like that but nothing major so i'm i'm sensing there's going to be some new innovative products coming out of this <laughs> <trip>. <laughs> People's experience in the RV industry is all over the board, and some people, their experience is better than others and such. But one of the things in looking into how you guys do things, I was just completely blown away with, personally, your vision of how you treat the team members there and the people there. And what I came across was your Everybody Matters initiative. And Mm -hmm. can you tell us a little more about that? And I I believe that that is going to directly improve the quality of what we as the customer experience. Absolutely. You can already see it without even hearing it, I, I see. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was just, I grew kind of grew up in the business and started the RV piece after I got out of college. And just kind of fell into it. Luckily, I never had any experience running a business and just the RV business kind of morphed out of a manufactured housing chassis project that we had a long time ago. And I was fortunate enough to have been involved with that, but it was probably 10 years of just beating the business hard. I mean, sleepless nights, sleeping at the plant, trying to build a business up and, you know, probably what a lot of entrepreneurs do. And what I realized after 10 years is just, you know, worked our people really, really hard for a good chunk of my early years. I was not married. I was just, I, my life was work. So, you know, when people are trying to follow the vision and follow the company, they're following the leader generally. And, you know, I was a workaholic early on. So, but, you know, after we had all the success and the business started to mature and we had all these different acquisitions and product lines, for me, it was just, you know, it was some prayer around, you know, there's got to be more to life than just, you know, more growth in the business, more revenue, being able to employ more people. And the answer came from those prayers and just that it was a TED talk I I caught from um, Bob Chapman, who wrote a book called Everybody Matters. And I listened to his TED talk called Truly Human Leadership. And it really woke me up as to how the gist of it is how 88% of the people in this country feel like they work for a company or a boss or a leader that doesn't care about them. So that really resonated and thinking, okay, well, what are we doing about that on our end? Do our people feel the same way? Do they feel like the company cares for them? Do they feel like their direct leader truly cares for them? You know, at the time we were looking a lot around turnover and how our industry turnover is about 120%. Ours was about 115 when, you know, this whole thing happened and we just manage through it all the time. I mean, that's just what the industry does. Right. Today, it's still probably on average around, you know, over 100%, which is really, really high. But what that tells you is that, you know, people are leaving and typically, you know, we know that people leave the business because they just don't like 
the company or the leader that they're working for. Probably not getting treated that well. They feel like the company that they work for doesn't care for them, uh, like that statistic pointed out. So we said, okay, let's evaluate all of our leadership and figure out Man, if we can get people loving the leader that they're working for, loving the company that they're working for, ultimately loving the culture, they'll stay longer. And when they stay longer, you know, our quality, our efficiency, our safety, our innovation, it all gets better because we got people that are gaining momentum in the business. They're you know, used to building the products. They're invested in the company. Uh, they want to make the company better. They want to make the products better. But if you got people leaving and coming in and out of the doors all the time, how can you ever get consistent with quality and safety and efficiency and innovation even? And that, that just never had occurred to me. It seems really simple now that I sit back and reflect on it, but it wasn't obvious. And it's obviously not obvious to a lot of other business leaders or everybody would be looking at things. This right. way. Yeah. So then one of the things that you that has come out of that is you have a dream manager. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just absolutely blew me away. So I guess what that is, well, you can tell us more, obviously, but it's kind of helping people with what their personal vision is. Yeah. So this has been a process. You know, once we started really investing in trying to figure out what makes leaders great and try to coach our leaders up. We hired leadership development coaches so that we could actually take men and women on the front lines of our business, leading the men and women that are making the parts. You know, once we started coaching them and moving along this culture journey, we more and more things become evident. We start innovating around things that we're doing. And the dream manager was one of them. It wasn't a huge epiphany. There's actually a book called the dream manager by Matthew Kelly. He kind of took that from the book. The whole premise was people generally come to work and don't perform largely because they've got work on the inside to do, or they've got distractions at at home. Maybe it's finances, maybe it's a death in the family, maybe it's a sickness or, or a struggle at home of some sort. And, and they're struggling at work because it's something like that. So we hired a personal development coach. That's what we call them. We started out calling them dream achievers or dream managers, but we call them personal development coaches. Now we feel like our people can be the best for our business and contribute the most to our business when they're inside and personally they're, they're straight. So it's the personal development coaches don't really sit around and talk about leadership and uh, leadership development of their job. Even it's about, Hey, look, you know, how are things going? What's working in life and what's not working and trying to get to the issues that cause people to be unsettled, you know? And like I said, sometimes it's finances. Sometimes it's might be uh, smoking or a, a bad habit. It might be a relationship. It might be, like I said, a sickness or death in the family. It's just giving people, sometimes it's tools. Sometimes it's just being there to listen, but to have resources like that. And we've got eight of these people in our company. We're trying to create enough resources for our people to be able to have access to that. And you have to opt into that program at LCI. You know, we don't just tap you on the shoulder and say, Hey, you're going to go through this program. I'm going to make your dreams come true. (laughs) But you would be surprised guys that uh, the amount of people part of the process is just getting dreams down on paper. You know, Hey, what do you dream about? What are your, you know, what are your hopes and dreams for your, your, your career, your family, uh, yourself. And you would be surprised nine out of 10 probably, you know, have never been asked that question in their better part of their adult life. You know, they haven't asked themselves that question because a lot of people are just treading water, just keeping their nose above the water line, right. trying to make it week in and week out. So to have a company that actually cares enough to figure out what, how they're doing personally and, and help them in that direction or help them set their course for, for dreams. So once we get their dreams down on paper, we help them develop an action plan. Okay. We got dreams. Now we've got them on paper. What are you going to do about it? That's something where we think it's pretty sticky. And if we help people in that area, they're probably going to say, Hey, look, LCI is my company. I'm never leaving this place. Uh, and they'll, 
they'll contribute a lot to the business in return. They'll be invested and, in, you know, we'll make better products, the quality be better because we have people that, that care about the company and the products. So it works both ways. It sounds like a brilliant plan to make people happy at work and happier employees produce better products. And that makes a better experience for we as our viewers. Well, you too, Natalie, you're, <laughs> you're in the club too. <laughs> yeah. So, so we say that, you know, when people stay with the business over the long term, when good people stay with a business over the long term, quality, safety, efficiency, and innovation all get better when people stay longer. And then, you know, the other couple of things, the other two real good byproducts is people get physically healthy. They tend to be a little bit mentally and more physically healthy because they're not going home stressed out all the time because they've got a bad boss or a bad company. Right. You know, stress is like, you know, one of the leading causes of chronic illness in the country. So we're not sending people stressed out because we're leading them poorly or yelling at them or, uh, you know, we've got leaders with bad tempers that cause people stress and they go home and want to be angry around the people that they're around at home. That doesn't do anybody any good. It doesn't do the person any good. It doesn't do the company any good. It doesn't do the family members any good. So we feel too that if they go home mentally healthy and less stress, they're probably better to their family. When they're better to their family, they're going to produce better kids and family stay together and probably helps our society in the long run. So business can be a, a force for good if we use culture the right way. Yeah. So stressless workers lead to stressless camping? Oh, nice way to get that in. <laughs> there wow yeah i like it wow I, I, you're hired <laughs> oh man oh jason i really appreciate your taking time out of your day we know they're probably pretty doggone busy with all you have going on there but hey this message is uh the message you know especially around culture is really important there's too many businesses out there that they're just missing that point otherwise the statistics would be the other way around it'd be 88 percent of the people feel like they work for a company that care for them not the other way around yep well thank you very much for your time we're gonna we're gonna go back out to our rv and sit on our lippert couch and go through our lippert door and look out our lippert windows <laughs> awesome we would never help you let us know thanks for the work that you guys do oh absolutely it's a real pleasure getting to meet you here and hopefully our paths will cross out in the real world at some point same here yeah take care guys nice meeting thank you you. Jason. you as well thank you bye-bye Bye. Everybody seems to be talking about lithium batteries for their RVs. Of course, they charge faster, last longer, weigh less, and require zero maintenance. Plus, you don't have to replace them every few years. We love Lion Energy's safe lithium batteries, and with their limited lifetime warranty, they're the last batteries you'll have to buy for your RV. Of course, we have a discount for you on our Discounts and Deals page, and you can learn more about why lithium is the way to go. Wow. Pretty incredible. It's the largest RV product supplier in the in the world, I believe. I was looking at the website. It is amazing. The variety and number of products that they make and distribute. Yeah, we are sitting here campsite. You know, we're outside under the awning of our trailer, which was made by Lippert Components. We went through the door of our trailer, which was made by Lippert Components. I opened the, the windows this morning, which yeah. were made by Lippert Components. The suspension is made by Lippert Components. The furniture is made by Lippert Components. <laughs> it's like <laughs> on and on. So Jason has definitely positively affected our RVing experience and probably yours too. But speaking of a great positive experience, That's we right. have a repeat guest with us. We would like to welcome Lisa Wilson back from Clear Lake Campground. Welcome, Lisa. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, Peggy. Hi, Tony. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for joining us. It is a pleasure. And that's where we are right now in Clear Lake Campground, enjoying really terrific weather. 
weather. The view is incredible here. Cache Creek is flowing by. You had some people catch some monster catfish the other day. Right. If you look on our Facebook page, you can see Gina's catch. She had two um, eight to ten pounders that she caught here on the creek, and her bait was stinky shrimp. Yum. (laughs) (laughs) I think I had that once. (laughs) So she's a regular. She camps with us several times a year, and she doesn't travel very far, just up from Napa. Most of our guests are from the Bay Area and Sacramento and places in between. And we're just a couple hours from from their home to get up here and do a little staycation. And fishing is a big draw, so Gina just loves to bring those catfish in. Excellent. Fishing, and also there is a tremendous number of real discovery wineries here as well over 30 wineries and half a dozen of them are less than 20 minutes from camp and about half an hour away is a really terrific brewery too that's right kelsey (laughs) creek brewery in kelseyville is one of our favorites and they just went into the seltzer part of the world i'm so happy about that yeah they make which is really good for lots of lots of people they make really lovely hoppy beers yes Unfortunately, I don't love hoppy, hoppy beers. So when they went into the seltzer business, that made me super happy. And it's really good. The peach ginger one that they have right now is... For sure. Demo. So what we are actually here to talk about, despite beer, wine, fishing, and all the other wonderful things... and, and Oh, the that clean- wasn't it? No, the oh. cleanest air in California. <laughs> third cleanest air in the United States here. But what we're really here to talk about is all the new campers you're seeing and the experience that they are having. And you and I are in a huge Facebook group of campground owners. I'm not a campground owner, by the way. I was just, they were kind enough to let me in. And it's amazing the experience, all these, what are you seeing with all these new RVers? Right, so we were able to open for business on June 12th, and we're getting some of our regular customers back and lots of new customers and lots of new guests who are new to camping. I'm having folks call and make reservations and asking me where they should buy their tent before they come. Wow. Or telling me that it's their maiden voyage of their brand new to them RV or trailer. So it's really an exciting time. And I always say, welcome to the adventure. This lifestyle is amazing. There's so much to enjoy. You'll have lots of great, happy miles. Absolutely. So just a few spaces down from us is a mother and daughter who are on the maiden voyage with their new Rockwood pop-up travel trailer and just having a great time of it, pulling that trailer with a Subaru. Yep. And it was neat to actually speak with them about their experience. They're just grinning ear to ear. Yep, they're actually on their way back home to Oregon, and they've had a great trip, and can't wait to get out and do it again. And the first of a week-long trip on their way home, but the daughter of the party has been watching YouTube videos for four years. So she's really been dreaming about this kind of trip, and it really helped her gain confidence. There's so many great resources out there, including your podcasts and your articles, and every brand new RVer should look online and find the resources. I'm sure you have some good tips for them. We do. What kind of challenges are you seeing people facing? So um, they don't know where to plug in or exactly if they should go frontwards or backwards into a site, depending on where your pedestal is and your utility lines. Like some of them are just confused about which way to back in and what side is their party side versus what side is their business side where you're going to plug in your utilities and your uh, sewer lines. One of the things that I have advocated for a while now is 
find your dealer first. And when we talked with Josh Winters from Halet RV in Coldwater, Michigan, that was also something that he said. And I'm surprised just looking at the various forms that we belong to, how many people got a terrible experience of the training that they got at a dealership. And there's also the drinking from the fire hose syndrome where there's so much much to know, right? Even we, when we bought this trailer and we're both campers, but it was new and it had new systems. And we not only got walked around and got our PDI Mm -hmm. pre-delivery inspection with the dealer, but we've videoed it because we knew even though we we already understood that and understood that and understood that. There would still be things that we'd be like, oh, wait, that one didn't sink in. What yeah, <laughs> items specific about to that? each RV. There are lots of details. And as a campground owner and in the industry, that's one of our opportunities is to figure out how to have a knowledge base on site for guests who are pulling in. And while they're on their maiden voyage, help them gain confidence in their new lifestyle. And so I'm looking forward to working with you guys and figuring out workshops for our new campers. Yeah, that's yeah, that'll that's be great. Part of the reason that we are here is we are actually working on a new camper workshops that are going to happen here at Clear Lake Campground. And just stay tuned to our RV and event calendar for that. That is coming up, and we may bring it other places too. That's kind of the goal. But are you finding most people after a day or so camping, they're like thrilled? They're like, oh, this is the best thing. Or are some people not sold on this? So they're, they're all in very good spirits. I'll tell you this weekend, we had a couple arrive, and they were here for five nights, and they literally couldn't unhook because the fuse on their power jack kept going out. So being here in Lake County for four days, you'd really like to unhook your new R-Pod and take a tour around the county and come back. But they had to stay at camp because they couldn't figure out why this um, power jack kept blowing a fuse. And they were still in good spirits when they left. Well, that's good. That's well, good. And also the experience here is really good. You and Chris and, and, and your mom take Real good care of people. This is a family-owned campground and has been since 81, right? Yes, and the gal with the blown fuse, you know, she couldn't unhook to go to the store to get more fuses. So I let her take my car just up to the the nearest shop, and that's how we do it. You know, we're their family, and we want to take care of them and make it as easy as possible to have a great time. Absolutely. absolutely. So I can see the advantage of getting... Sorry, stuck <laughs> in a place, especially if you've got like a really busy lifestyle, because probably they would have run around, run around, run around and gone home tired. They would have seen a lot of great stuff in Lake County, but they right. would have gone home tired. And now they probably Forced sat around relax. and relaxed <laughs> for a few days and actually got something out of that experience yeah, as well. And getting closer to their new trailer. So yeah. that's one thing I think a lot of new RVers make the mistake of seeing how much they can do on that first voyage out. And a lot of it is do nothing. Just find a great place to camp and get your chairs and stare at the lake or read your book. Yeah, books or podcasts. That's that's the best thing. (laughs) Unless you're enjoying the silence. We recommend Stressless Camping Podcast to all of our guests. It's a great resource for hearing the latest and great tips for RVing and camping. Thank you. We appreciate that. So any tips that you have for new RVers or 
people looking at what they should do? Yeah, the attitude is the most important thing because things are going to break and that's just part of the adventure. You'll learn how to fix it and that will happen once and it won't happen again. <laughs> so, you know, your attitude of adventure and spirit and going with the flow will serve you well. You'll be yeah. rewarded for that. Unless it's the drawer, drawer. The drawer <laughs> in our trailer, yeah. which I have... Rebuilt like four times. Right. Yeah. I rebuilt it again. <laughs> and I used, I think there's more weight in screws and glue in that assembly than in actual drawers and contents of drawers. By so. the way, I reread a February article where you said it would never fall apart again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, I rebuilt the drawer mechanism again, everybody. So there you go. If you're, if you're on the drawer gate saga. <laughs> It's not just an open and shut case. Hopefully you'll never hear about that drawer again. Right. Exactly. Because <laughs> we're not likely to tell you when it doesn't break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I have another great tip for newbies. So if you're going camping for the first time, make sure you do your research about the campground that you're going to and what the rules are there. So, for instance, at my campground, you can have an RV which is awesome, it'll fit, but you can't add a tent to an RV site where there's already an RV parked. If you're a tent camper, we're a small campground and you can have one tent and one car. So as a campground owner, I think uh, new campers should make sure they understand the rules of the campground so you don't get surprised. It's good to know what each campground's requirements are and also rules about tents or RVs or even, for example, if you bought a brand new diesel pusher and you're expecting to run both of those air conditioners, make sure that the campground has a 50-amp circuit, for example. Right. And that the space is big enough that you can turn that thing around and back it or drive it into a spot. Or Campground Views, which is Mark Kep's website, is really good for knowing what you're getting into. And, of course, if the campground has their own website, that's another good place. Or just talk to people on the old-fashioned telephone. I'd like new campers to know that there's a difference between privately owned campgrounds and state parks. For instance, here in Lake County, we have Clear Lake State Park, and they don't have full hookups. They have bigger sites. That's a bigger campground. And then there's Clear Lake Campground here where we are. We're a small private park and the sites are small and close together. And there's something for everybody, but just be aware of what you're looking for and what you're going to get. Yeah, there's all kinds of, and there's Bureau of Land Management land where it's basically you get that piece of land and that's all you get. And a lot of times it's that piece of land in a beautiful setting, but it's good to know what are the hookups or some campgrounds offer everything, electric, power, and sewer, but some offer just water and sewer or power only. I've I've seen it all, so it's good to know what you're getting. That's great advice to know what you're getting into before you get into it and go, what do you mean I can't dump my tanks here? <laughs> the article that Tony wrote a few weeks ago, why you might hate camping. Yeah, why well, you might hate RV. Kind of explains that there are systems in this RV that don't work the way that they work at home. And you probably know that in the back of your mind somewhere. But if you don't know the specifics of that and you don't realize that you're going to need 50 amps if you need 50 amps or something like that, it can be a shock and then you won't like it. <laughs> a shock? Haha, <laughs> uh -huh, I did a pun. <laughs> oh man, that was electrifying. Oh. There is a, a group I belong to where all the campers 
that are of this manufacturer come with inverters. And it's amazing how many people don't realize that the battery and that inverter won't run a toaster or a blow dryer. It's just not up to that capability. It's right. it's more for like charging a, a laptop or something like that. So good to know in advance and and uh, not be surprised because surprises are good, but not all surprises. Not all surprises are good. <laughs> Social media and the Facebook groups are invaluable. So if you just bought an R-Pod, search for R-Pod. If you just bought a Rockwood, search for Rockwood. And there are all kinds of groups. There are vintage trailer groups and lots of RV groups. Everybody is so generous with their time and their tips. And I guarantee you, somebody's gone through what you're going through. Yeah, that Great is tip. that is brilliant Great advice. Tip. I think we mentioned last week that when we bought this Rockwood Mini Light, I really couldn't find a good group on Facebook for it, so I just started one. And today, I think we're like fifty one hundred people in it, and the advice is is just amazing. And we believe we do a really good job of keeping the the politics and the nastiness out. And so, yeah, there are great groups for every just about every brand of RV and some great groups all over social media for that and apologies to coral you still can't compete with those guys <laughs> <laughs> well lisa we sure appreciate being here and you're being on the podcast again and just what a wonderful place this is we'll obviously post pictures and and all of that and uh, my pleasure tell your friends and come back soon yeah, yeah oh, we, we will we and do. do that indeed yeah absolutely well if you'd like to see where we're going or join us in the discussion or you have questions comments or or anything like that we are all over the social media world just start with www.stresslesscamping.com and jump off from there yep into the social world and of course we really appreciate when you tell your friends neighbors or even people you don't like about the stressless camping podcast shout it from the mountaintops that's gonna go over really well (laughs) (laughs) there was a climber who was yelling (laughs) we sincerely appreciate you visiting us on stresslesscamping.com here on the podcast and all the various places you can find us on social media and on the internet and And such sincerely appreciate your reviews also boy isn't that the truth that helps other people find us and it helps us to get such fantastic guests thanks for being with us thank you lisa for joining us and happy happy camping. camping we hope you learned a lot had some fun and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping!